Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it is the Lombardi line as we welcome you in. A happy weekend to you. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. So the dust has settled. Yesterday, we used the Bob Seeger theme, Michael Lombardi, and good morning. That's turned the page. A great Super Bowl 57, a great NFL season. But guess what? The sports well, betting Patrick. calendar don't stop. We've got less than a month. March 12th is Selection Sunday. We've got plenty to do. Your 76ers, of course, in the mix as we say good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing wonderful. I, I think it's – I'm looking forward to it. You know, obviously, a lot of basketball. We know we love basketball. So, uh, you know, that'll work out. It'll be good. Yep, looking forward to it. Tim Murray, our partner here at VEASAN, is going to join us, talk some college hoops at the bottom of the hour. Of course, in the second hour at the bottom of the hour, a guy that couldn't wait for the NFL season to finish up, that is Thomas Gable, who's Mr. College Basketball. As a matter of fact, for VEASAN pros, he just sent me over his picks which I'll pass along to Elliot, and he'll get them posted. Carl Johnson's going to join. So a busy show, Michael. Yep, and we only have 205 days until we kick the ball off again. I mean, why not? (laughs) Not that you're counting. Not that I'm counting. I mean, you know, I'm sure all the kids at Christmas start counting how long it is to Christmas, right? So why shouldn't we? We do have, as Elliot just mentioned in my ear, we do have a game. We have one game today, three tomorrow, the XFL. So maybe, and I want to get to the big Aaron Rodgers news that kind of a friend of yours, Bob McGinn, talked about, and that is the Packers are disgusted with Aaron Rodgers. We'll get to that in just a second. But let's start with your thoughts on spring football. You've got the XFL going today, and then in April, you've got the USFL getting going. So there have been questions about the, the viability of spring football, and now we've got two at once. What are your thoughts here on spring football? Well, I think it's a great opportunity, especially for a lot of the quarterbacks. I mean, if you can play good in the league and quarterback, the game's going to be slower. We know that, right? So the speed of the game will be cut way down. But if you can make good decisions, if you could show that you could lead a team, there's a lot of opportunities out there for you to get a job. I mean, look, Kurt Warner went from the Iowa Barnstormers to the Los, to the St. Louis Rams and re- reestablished his career. So, look, it's all about getting more reps as a player. 
player. It's all about trying to improve your craft. And, you know, there's a mixture of coaches on each of these staffs. I mentioned Greg Williams yesterday. Jim Hazlitt's a head coach. I mean, there's guys that have been players that had really limited coaching experience, and there's guys that have been coaches with a lot of experience. So, like, Wade Phillips is a head coach in the league. So, I mean, it'll be a great opportunity for some young players. And, look, let's face it, I mean, you go over there and you show your worth and you do things that you're capable of doing, uh, you know, you're going to get a, you're going to get an opportunity to get a chance with the team. I mean, look what the Cowboys, when they signed, when they signed the, the, uh, the, the returner, I think, uh, you know, was it Jalen Tolbert? What was the, you know, the returner guy that he was sensational all year long for them. Keontae Turpin. Turpin. Thank you, Ellen. Yep, yeah. They signed you. him. I mean, he was playing in the world league. I mean, he was sensational. He made a difference to their team. I mean, you know, if he took that ball to the right against San Francisco, they might win that game. I mean, that's yeah. so it's a great opportunity for these young players to develop. Offensive linemen, the league is devoid of offensive linemen. They're going to get a hard look. Defensive linemen. So, you know, it's just going to – it's about putting good tape out there. It may not be the most uh, beautiful tape for the fans to watch, but for the players it's important. And, of course, in a league like this, you start with the quarterbacks, Michael Lombardi. So you've got, I guess the headliner would be A.J. McCarron. He did make a playoff start for the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, Alabama. So McCarron's going to be in this league. Uh, Your boy Danucci is going to be in this league. Paxton Lynch is in the league. Brett Huntley is in the league. So, you know, there's some talent at the quarterback. Steven Montez is in the league. So some Derek King. So you start with the quarterback and you go from there. You mentioned all the coaches are big-time names. Rod Woodson's going to be coaching that Las Vegas team. Yeah, I mean, Rob Woodson. I mean, look, so like P.J. Walker, right, for the Carolina Panthers, who came in and played well in the limited time that he played before he got injured and before, you know, they went to Sam Darnold. I mean, look, he did a nice job. And so I, I think to me it's an opportunity where you get reps. One of these – what happens to a lot of players is they don't get enough reps. You know, they're backups. There's no development program going on in the NFL. So if you have skill – you know, you have an opportunity. And so, like, if you can do some things on this tape, they're, NFL, every NFL team is going to watch these games. I promise you that. They're going to watch and try to find, guy, find guys. And if they can find a quarterback who can make some plays, there's not a lot of quarterbacks, as we know, in the league. Would it make more sense to have a feeder system, have a minor leagues, to have some sort of relationship that with the XFL or USFL with the NFL? Uh, again, they're going to be scouting these games regardless, but maybe in concert with the NFL could raise the expectations as far as fandom? It's so hard to have that developmental league because like what the World League happened was the coaches, are if they're not integrated into your system, if they're not running the West Coast offense, which you run, you know, it's hard to then evaluate the players that fit for where you want them to go. There's got to be an alignment between this farm systems, and that's hard to do in the NFL. It's easy to do in baseball. It's hard to do in the NFL. The great Branch Rickey, who was the founding father of the farm system, is in baseball. The former general manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers, the man who broke the color barrier in baseball. Uh, he was the architect of the minor league systems and the triple A to the double A's to the single A's. I was in, in Phoenix and I was talking to Howard Blazer. He used to write for the Sporting News and the Sporting News used to publish all the minor league stats in their newspaper every Friday. And me and Michael Sanino and Danny Reynolds, we would look through those, those minor leagues to find players for our Stratomatic baseball teams just to get better. Mm. So, that you know, you could translate that. 
Today, it's hard to do that in football, but it gives you an opportunity to watch a guy like Wade Phillips is going to play man-to-man. And so if you're a man-to-man team, you're going to watch his team. If he's got a guy there that you think can play, certainly you're going to take a look. And pardon me, correct myself again. Two games today, you got Vegas, the Vipers, at the Arlington Renegades. All this information, if you want to find out and bet uh, the XFL, go to vsin.com, uh, the, the vsin Daily, the daily newsletter. Bill AD does a great job. You'll find links to help you understand handicapping the XFL. So the Vegas Vipers at yeah. Arlington, they're the Renegades, as you know, Michael. The Renegades are laying three and a half. Orlando, the Guardians, uh, Houston Roughnecks, the Roughnecks are laying three and a half. Those are the two today. The only team missing yeah. from the XFL are the Washington Commanders because the Commanders' <laughs> nickname is the same as the Renegades Before we and get to the Commanders, though, if you, if you want to look at the teams, DraftKings Draft Nation has all the depth charts. So it gives you a good idea about you know who's playing. You may not recognize all the names. You may recognize some of the names. And so it gives you an idea before you want to make a bet to handicap. Obviously, in these games, you want to play the quarterbacks and you want to play the coaches. Yep. Well done. Okay, XFL gets going today, kicks off today as we put a bow on the NFL season. So as we do, this is... Every year, and Vinny mentioned this yesterday, it's like with, from a handicapper's perspective and behind the book, with the Packers, they have to tread carefully because Aaron Rodgers in the offseason is always a story. Well, it seems like that story may have caught up to Aaron Rodgers because Bob McGinn, who I think we're going to try to have on the show tomorrow, he's a longtime Packers writer. Michael, you know him well. He's been covering the Packers for 40 years. Uh, okay, so he said, as of right now, I'm convinced, based on my own instincts, that the Packers, and now I'm paraphrasing, the Packers are disgusted with Aaron Rodgers and that they are absolutely moving on. He's essentially saying, McGinn, he'd be shocked if the Packers don't move on from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, you get that sense, right? I think, look, let's get a little background on Bob. Bob worked for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel for years. Uh, He's covered this team. He's a relentless reporter. He always has done a wonderful job on the draft. He was wired to the draft for a long time. And now he writes draft pieces on his own site. Used to write for The Athletic, but once they kind of scale down all their people, you know, he now writes for the history of the draft. And he's very good at having sources in that Green Bay building. And so, look, I, I think it's pretty obvious that they are at the same point that Ted Thompson got to with Brett Favre. I mean, Thompson got to the point where enough is enough. And so that's when he made the decision to go with Aaron Rodgers, who was sitting there. And obviously he felt comfortable in that situation. I think this is now – I think a divorce is imminent. I think there's no doubt that they've had enough. Uh, You can just read the body language. You can get the sense of coming out there. They don't seem the least bit nervous. I think the signing of Aaron Jones is an indication that they're going to move on because everybody looks at Aaron Jones while they're bringing him back to to try to make sure that Aaron comes back. No, they're bringing him back so Jordan Love has more players around him. So I think this is going to happen. I don't know how he's made out from his tunnel visit and the darkness. You know, he was on the edge of town there. We'll see what happens when he we find out. Rodgers is 39. We'll put a pin in him and come back to him as far as trade speculations and teams that you could see him going to. McGinn continues in the article, and he says, on the other hand, the Packers are in love with Jordan Love. They think he's the second coming now. Remember, the Packers went through this with Favre in that summer of 08. They moved on from Favre. In comes Rodgers. They believe Love is set up the same way as Rodgers was back in 08. Yeah, look, I, I don't know. I can't tell if that's true or not. 
there's so limited exposure on him. The first summer, he did not look very good. You know, I thought this year he started to look a little bit better when he got, got an opportunity to play. But only they know because they watch practice every day. You know, that's the difference. You know, from afar, you're concerned. You don't know this. And it'll be interesting to see where they go with their team and how they have incorporate that. I can't really comment on what love is based on what I've seen because there's not enough to see of them. And the limit, I think the Kansas City game when he had a play, that did not look very good. But, you know, once he starts to play a little bit more, I thought he had a better preseason this year than he did in the past preseason. So we shall see. The only people that know for sure are the Packers because they watch practice. Here's what McGinn says about Love and the Packers. They've seen enough in practice for three years now that they believe he is like Rodgers 2.0. That's where the organization is coming from right now. They have turned the page on Aaron Rodgers. So one of the all-time greats looks like he's going to When we come back, we need to pick up on that because if that's true, why didn't they do it last year? Why did they sign this deal? That's something to talk about. Let's, let's dig into that, and we'll get the odds on the prospective teams for Aaron Rodgers. So 39-year-old legend could be on the move. We'll come back, discuss that here. Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, you got 141 college basketball games to choose from today. May as well go check out the betting splits and see where the money's going. Find out which games are seeing the most tickets written, latest betting splits on every game, odds, data, analysis for every game. Start your next sports bet at vsin.com. Remember, you can sign up right now for, what, $9.99 introductory. vsin.com slash subscribe. In doing so, you get the pro tools and by far the most popular pro tool are the betting splits. Go check them out right now, vsin.com, vsin.com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back here 
Hope you're having a nice weekend. Start to your weekend. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. As we get you going here, of course, we just talked about the XFL, but the big news, and we'll get to Eric Bieniemy. Uh, Washington, the commanders have a new assistant coach and a new offensive coordinator. We'll get to that. But Bob McGinn covered the Packers for 40 plus years, is talking about the Packers being disgusted with Aaron Rodgers and the fact the fact is, and remember, we had Jordan Schultz on the show yesterday, Michael. He, he said it's 99% chance that Rodgers is going to play for another team. I'll give it the odds. Uh, so we've got two Lombardis now with the Raiders. Congratulations to Matt Lombardi, who has joined the offensive staff there with the Raiders, along with his brother Mick, who runs the offense with Josh McDaniels. The Raiders are prohibitive favorites to land Aaron Rodgers at minus 330 at DraftKings. The Packers, your second betting favorite at plus 250. And the Jets, your third betting favorite at plus 380. Yeah, I mean, look, I think there's a lot to sort out here, and I'm not sure we're going to be able to see that until we find out what Rodgers' intent is. Now, Rodgers is represented by Athletes First, which is Dave Dunn. And so Dave Dunn represents Josh McDaniels at the Raiders. He represents a lot of coaches in the National Football League. So that tie to him is going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of inside information going from one to the other without it getting out into the public. So there's a lot of backdoor stuff that's going to happen between now and when Rodgers makes a decision. I assume Dunn knows what Rodgers is going to do. I'm assuming Dunn is communicating that to the people he's talking to, and I'm assuming Dunn is working on how to handle the contract and get out of it. But I'm also assuming Dunn's trying to figure out what to tell teams. Is he going to play one year, two years, or three years? Because that's going to go a long way in deciding what actually happens. I'm assuming it's easy to be Aaron Rodgers' agent. No, no, no. I'm totally joking. I would imagine it's the hardest job in the world. It's probably exhausting, and every phone call is like an existential trip in the middle of a cave. Every offseason becomes something. <laughs> like, Can you imagine being this dude's agent? All kidding I, I, aside, I think, he is a I, treat, I, man. I, I think to me, Patrick, uh, it, a lot of guys, it's hard to be their agent. I mean, you know – because, you know, especially in light of, well, the co- they represent coaches. And when coaches get big bumps, they, the next guy wants a bump. And nobody really cares about how many years are left on their contract. Because when the market starts to rise, whether it's coaches or players, everybody wants to get paid, you know. Like all the, guy, all the receivers that got paid last year are going to want new contracts based on the receivers that get paid this year. You know, right. it, it, and and it's because it's the the, it, the scale that continues to go up. Nobody's ever satisfied with their deal, and mostly like coaches, they don't want coaches don't ever want to get into free agency. So, but I do think it'll be a challenge, and I think Dunn' experience in the role he has will be able to kind of, you know, kind of let people know what's actually happening and how this is all going to work. I think it's going to have to take a collaboration between the Packers, Dave Dunn, and the team that's going to that's going to go all in. We know this about the Jets, and I think the Jets still have to be the favorite. Woody Johnson is, uh, for lack of a better term, I, I don't think he's courageous. I think he's desperate. I think he wants to win desperately, and I think he knows that – Getting someone like Rodgers will help him win games for the New York Football Jets. So I think they'll be more than they'll be more than ready to pay the going rate that they have to pay. Now, whether Joe Douglas, the general manager, wants to do that, I don't know. Whether Salah wants to do that, I don't know. But I think the I think the Jets have to be the favorite on this board because of that, because of the relationship and the desperation. 
Okay, based on what Michael's saying, for betters, just understand, he, he likes the Jets. The Jets are plus 380, so you're getting a huge price if that ends up happening. Again, for new betters, you take a look at the board. That's a prohibited favorite there at minus 330 for the Raiders to land Rodgers. So plus 380, great quote-unquote value on Rodgers to the Jets. Let's take a look at the production Two-time MVP, excuse me, back-to-back MVP in 20 and 21. Uh, 20 was just an otherworldly season, 48 touchdowns, five picks, over 70% completion. 21 was amazing, 69% completion, 37. He doesn't throw picks until this past year. 37 touchdowns, four interceptions in 21, then 22 for Rodgers. Completion percentage dip, no Devontae Adams, a little under 4,000 passing yards, 26 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. You know what's funny about Aaron Rodgers is he, you know, when they went 13 and 3, nobody said he's the guy. Obviously, he won MVP. But then when they go 8 and 9, everybody's like saying he's declined. And as I've said all year, you can't run the Devontae Adams offense and Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams there. Now, we saw Christian Watson start to develop as the year went on, and he got better. Uh, Romeo Dobbs was injured, didn't really play. So they, they really, they were missing a lot of pieces, offensive linemen particularly, you know, and so it became a little harder. Randall Cobb got hurt, who he trusts. But I, I think when you look at this, the real fundamental question when I watch Aaron Rodgers is I think he could play three more years. I don't see him not being able to based on his physical skills, his movement and his arm and his accuracy and his courage. But I don't know if he has the mindset to play three more years. I mean, that's the question. I mean, all players are different, you know, so I, I don't really want to get into the is he tough to deal with, is he impossible. Look, after being with somebody, with one player for so long, there tends to be a little less tolerance that goes on. So I think the real issue is how long does Rodgers want to play? If he wants to play, I think teams will get all in. If he only wants to play one year, I'm going to be fascinated to see how much they get back for him when they trade him. Well, and your point is well taken because it's not just about getting traded. He's had discussions about whether or not he's even going to play next year. Now, right. my assumption is he is because he's guaranteed, what, close to $60 million this coming year? He signed a three-year, $150 million contract extension right. with the Packers in March. What begs the question, right? So if, if the Packers are so convinced of love, why did they sign Rodgers to that deal? If they were so, why didn't they just let Rodgers go last year? If they were so convinced they were going to lose Devontae Adams, why didn't they just let Rodgers go last year? You know, if they were so convinced of – now, maybe they weren't convinced then and they are now. We know things change during the course of a season based on the the evaluation of practice and the kids getting experience and all those things. But why would he – why all of a sudden is he not – is he now loved and wasn't? So that's an interesting conversation. Like, you spent all this money to get this contract – and you guaranteed it, and there was a sense that, you know, you were going to make a run for two more years, and now you're, you're saying, wait a minute, no more. To me, there's a little inconsistent, something here that, that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You were about to say the word inconsistent. I'm not Sigmund Freud, but let's jump into the Packers' front office and think about what they're dealing with, and that's Aaron Rodgers. He's so mercurial. He's so up and down. Maybe he was in a good place when they signed him to that extension in March, telling the franchise, I'm committed. You see where I'm going with this? Where you just, I mean, literally, he's a dude that's talking about, and I have no judgment, but he's going to a cave and shutting everything down for four days. He wants people to understand that he's irreverent. 
So I think yeah. you're dealing with a guy probably every single day. It's a roller coaster ride with emotion. Yeah, I mean, I think so, but you have it not doubt. I mean, so we look. The one thing I've learned through my career is the perception that the media gives us about a player sometimes isn't always accurate. Sometimes it is. Randy Moss was a bad guy. I spent a lot of time with Randy Moss. He's not a bad guy. Randy Moss wants to win. Randy Moss is very talented, very smart. And if you don't know how, if you keep, if you don't, if you lie to him or or he doesn't trust you, it's a problem. But you, he's a football player that wants to win, and the media would have it portrayed the other way. So I, I tend to shy away from that. I think you have to make your own evaluation on that, not read what's in what, what, what other people are saying. But I do know this. Rodgers is like a lot of quarterbacks, that he is going to want to play in a system that is f- not foreign to him. He wants to feel comfortable with the language. And football offensively is a language. It's a communicative way to get 11 people to work in harmony. And that language is what you really has to roll off your tongue and feel comfortable with. And the protection schemes you've got to feel very comfortable with. For him to start over at this point in his career, I think it's a little bit harder than most people at home think. That's why the Jets, to me, should be the favorite here because the Jets will run the offense based on Nathaniel Hackett, that day one West Coast offense, more than what the Patriots, excuse me, what the Raiders run. Yep, totally agree with you as far as perception and oftentimes molded by the media. One thing about Rodgers, he creates a lot of it. He goes on with your boy Pat McAfee, and uh, he says a lot. And he creates a lot of that perception for himself. But the key there is, one, Michael likes him to the Jets, and two, Michael says he feels like he has a lot left in the tank as far as a 39-year-old quarterback. When we return, our buddy is going to join us, Tim Murray. Of course, 141 college basketball games on the slate. We'll talk to Tim about some of his plays coming up next here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, become a VEASAN Pro for $9.99 right now. That's less than Kempom, Lombardi. Pro tools, yeah, pro picks at a glance, pro tips. Everything we offer, kitchen sink through March Madness, which we're going to be discussing. But all kidding aside, we haven't done this before. It's a great offer. $9.99, VEASAN.com slash subscribe right now. Get everything, including when you go to the website, there's two podcasts you should check out right now. One is the College Basketball Betting Podcast. Tim Murray hosts. He did a great job. With the college football podcast, he runs it back with college hoops. Of course, Michael Lombardi's GM Shuffle while you're over there as well. Visa well, Primetime is the show. Tim. I, I got to subscribe to Tim's podcast. I mean, I'm going to jump all over that and see what's going on in the college <laughs> basketball world. Now I got now that we're done with football, I can't I can't balance two things at the same time. It's hard for me. My mind doesn't work like that. I got to stay with it. So I'm I'm ready to go, Tim. I'm looking forward to to listening to you. Who who's with you on the pod? So we got Adam Burke will do the early week one and then the legend, Matt Humans, uh, later on. Oh, there in the you week. go. So, you know, when, when Matt speaks about college athletics, we got to we got to follow. So I just no I just doubt. tee him up and let him rip. But uh, no, we will have three episodes a week. Uh, it'll be Monday night, Wednesday night, and then we'll take a part of Matt's show every Friday night where he does his uh, college basketball breakdown for all the Saturday cards. So yeah, it's, it's tricky guys, because unlike college football in the NFL, where we get to digest those lines for a full week, 
basketball, they come out the night before. So when you live in the, the podcast world, right, it's hard to have that staying power with a, with a podcast that doesn't, uh, with games that I should say that don't really get to be bet on for, for that long. But yeah, here we are. I mean, believe it or not, guys, three weeks from tomorrow, we'll have a bracket in our hands. Yeah. Wow. What is it? March 12th, less than a month, Selection Sunday. You know, it's almost with Tim. And again, congrats on the pod, College Basketball Betting Podcast. Go sign up and, and subscribe right now. Each year, college basketball at the onset, Tim, gets kind of overshadowed by college football and then completely swallowed up by the NFL yeah. and then emerges right now. It's time to shine. So let's, for the Lombardi listeners, let's give them an idea and kind of set the stage. We always talk about, the, you know, the field potentially being wide open. This year legitimately is wide open. And a couple of trends to watch as well. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, Patrick. I mean, I, I joked about it on the podcast where, you know, you always hear people who don't follow college basketball. Well, I know this is a, a wide open year. It actually is true this year. I mean, just, yeah. just take this week, for example. I mean, Alabama gets to number one for the first time in school history. Then they go on the road to Tennessee and they're an underdog and then they lose. And then the next day, Purdue loses to unranked Maryland as an underdog. It's just this college basketball season is bizarre. And I know a lot of people might be, you know, scrounging for futures and, and all of that. It It's it's hard to, to find. You know, I, I think this is the type of year, guys, where you want to look for a 20 plus to one shot to win it all because, you know, you can poke holes in so many different teams. And we just saw earlier this week that the number one team in the country goes down. Purdue goes down for a second straight game. So there's so many different teams uh, that have been, you know, kind of caught. And uh, that trend you mentioned has been one that has been quite profitable. And, you know, could you be paying a tax on it soon? It's, It's very well possible, but unranked teams at home, that are a favorite against ranked teams are now 29 and 13 against the spread. It has been a remarkable run of just, you know, these ranked teams catching points going on the road. Now we don't have any of those games today. So, so we can't hammer anything today, but you know, you just go back to uh, Thursday night, Maryland closes as a favorite against, uh, against Purdue. Um, So this trend has been quite the fruitful one. And I'm looking for a couple. Oklahoma closed as a favorite earlier this week, guys. They were, you know, under 500 facing the 12th team in the country in Kansas State. And lastly, I'll say this. The Big 12 is an absolute monster. It just mm-hmm. eats people up. I mean, they, the best teams in that conference all have four losses already in conference. The Big 12 is loaded this year. Yeah, and, and I mean, th- I think Beard gets fired at Texas mid in early part of the year, and Texas is really playing well so far. So, Tim, if I had if I made five hundred dollars on my NFL prop bets this year, and I w- wanted to spend a hundred dollars on mm-hmm. five teams with mm-hmm. odds longer than ten to one, what five teams to win the championship would you tell me to go play? Ooh, that is a great question. No pressure, right, bro. So no, pressure no pressure this no early mind. in the morning. I can- well, I, I mean, Elliot, put that graph back up for Tim so we can look at it. Away. Like he's uh, like he's subscribing to Ken Palm over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I just time. did. I just gave him 21. That cry. <laughs> My tears went down my eye. I had to subscribe, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's uh, let's peek at the futures board here. So I actually earlier this week uh, took a little flyer on uh, and, and I'll say this, too. All these teams have teams have flaws. Um so I took a little flyer on Arizona this week. I think, 
you know, at uh, at Circa in Las Vegas, they were in the 22 to one range. So that's what I was looking for. Um, a couple other teams that, uh, you know, are in that that longer range here. Um, you know, I would look at a team like Baylor. Uh, Baylor plays today. Um, the, the worry I have about Baylor guys is their defense just isn't really that strong. Their offense is tremendous, but their defense is as uh, as we hit the buzzword of the day, Ken Palm, 78th and uh, adjusted defensive efficiency. So something to keep an eye on there. You you kind of want to find these teams that have a little bit of everything, a little bit of defense, a little bit of offense. You don't want to be too good at one thing and and not great at the other. And that's why, guys, I'll be honest, like t- Tennessee, to be honest, scares me when it comes to tournament time because they can get so bogged down defense or offensively. Great defense. And Rick Barnes historically has really struggled uh, in the NCAA tournament. So uh, to go five, we'll go five wide. I'll give you, we'll go Baylor, we'll go Creighton, because I think Creighton has has some of the goods to uh, to go deep into the, the tournament. You could find them at, I think, tw- 30 or so to one. Um, I think Indiana has, has the potential to rise and make a deep run there in the 30 to one range. Um, UCLA uh, with their, you know, with their veteran backcourt. And then, you know, one that intrigued me yesterday that we had a guest on, former college basketball coach on uh, on Visa primetime. He said he trusted Virginia, which was kind of off my radar. You know, the uh, the ACC is down this year, but that was a team that I didn't really anticipate hearing. Uh, but he was a big believer in them. So uh, if you want to live a little bit of a longer shot, he was in the in the camp for Virginia. So. Uh, you, you really can't go wrong, guys, when you're looking at longer shots this year, in my opinion. Uh, not like 100 to 1, but in that 20 to 30 to 1 range, it's kind of you know where you're looking. I mean, UCLA is what, according to Ken Palm, they're the number two defensive team in the country. So, yep. you know, I think certainly – I mean, I, I agree with you, Tim. I think if you're going to take, take that $500 and spread it around – I think you go defense first and, you know, and kind of build it that way because at the end of the day, teams that play great defense like Arkansas last year can get there. Now, whether they can win it or not, I don't know, but they can get there. Yeah, and I think the thing too, Michael, is just, to, you know, Tennessee, right, number one defense, but 55th in offense. Another team that's going to get a lot of love is St. Mary's. And, you know, they play BYU late night tonight. They're out in the West Coast Conference. Really good defensive team, but yeah. they can hit stretches like we saw on Thursday night against uh, against San Diego, who's a very poor team, and they just held on for dear life to win that game. So teams like St. Mary's and Tennessee, guys, they worry me just to make deep runs because they can get so bogged down on the offensive side of the ball. And then on the flip of that, right, you look at a Gonzaga or you look at a Baylor and great offense, but they really struggle defensively. So like you said, Mike, you kind of have to try to thread the needle of, you know, they can defend, but also they got to be able to hit some shots. And that's why like Creighton is interesting. Um, You know, to me, they have a little bit of everything and they already hit that rut. They hit a rut where they lost six straight games uh, from November into December when their center, Ryan Kalkbrenner, had mono. They were just kind of all out of sorts, and now they kind of be hitting their stride at the right time. Tim, just about a minute and a half, you mentioned the Big 12, by far the deepest conference in college hoops this year. It's not even close, and you're going to go a revenge spot here. Kansas State, of course, lost to Iowa State earlier this year. They're at home where they're a tough out today. Kansas State's laying 3-3.5, three, three and, and you're laying it. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Kansas State here. 
uh, Patrick. I, I, you know, Jerome Tang in his first year, such a great story, right? They beat Kansas in overtime back in middle of January. They're 16 and two. And since then, they've really struggled here. They've lost five of their last six in conference play. So I like revenge in college basketball. You know, as we saw earlier this week, Maryland against Purdue, revenge spot. Gonzaga against Loyola Marymount, where they won by a billion revenge spot. So I think this is a revenge spot, but also very important for Kansas State. You know, sitting here at seven, 19 and seven, they're in no danger to miss the dance, but they need to kind of get that good mojo going again uh, because they have Iowa State today and a quick turnaround for Baylor, who has just been playing phenomenal basketball since the start of January. So, yeah, I need the Purple Cats to take care of business here. I'll lay the short three against Iowa State. And as you mentioned, just a, a monster of a conference there in the Big 12. Well, good luck Thanks, trying Tim. to focus on the college awesome. basketball today. Uh, Tim Murray has added a five-year-old to Tim. the household today. I'm all in. So. I'm all in, uh, Tim. Again, it's right, Vison prime time. No, thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. College Basketball Betting Podcast. Make sure you go over to vison.com right now and subscribe. Thank you to Tim Murray. Coming up next, of course, our buddy Jick Jack Johnson. Carl Johnson is going to join us here on the Lombardi Line. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Just opt in to this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead and take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, and the over in points. Opt in. To the promotions, then place a NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get 25 bucks back in bonus bets if you miss one leg. All right, it's a mouthful, but trust me, it's worth it. Go check it out right now. The king of sportsbooks, 1-800-GAMBLER. you got to be 21 years or older. Okay, as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line, we 
Turn the page. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. We welcome in our buddy. We'll never turn the page on Chick Jack. Carl Johnson runs the race and sportsbook down there at the Beau Rivage in Biloxi, Mississippi. And as we say hi to Carl, he's struggling right now, Michael. We're all struggling. It's a little cold across the country, so we're dealing with it. Also struggling, Carl, because the NFL season is over. But let's put a bow on it at the Beau. How did the Super Bowl Sunday turn out for you at the book? Yeah, it was uh, well. Good to see you guys. It, you it was a it was a phenomenal weekend for us. Um, you know, it, it probably couldn't have went any better, Patrick. We had uh, so we had three venues. You know, we had the the, the sports book here. We were full. Uh, we had an upstairs. Uh, I guess you call it a VIP party. We had over six hundred up there, and then we opened up our uh, our theater where we ha- have our concerts, our music concerts, and stuff like that. We opened that up to uh, uh, the public for overflow, and and it, it was packed. It was unbelievable. I went in there. I could not believe how many people was in there. Uh, just a great weekend. You know, we had a good outcome, a uh, good football game. Uh, we, we enjoyed it. Wow, that, that's awesome. And, and, and Carl, what was the one prop that you didn't expect hit that kind of cost you guys a little bit of money on that? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, for, for us, Michael, the, the thing that helped us on the props was that typically uh, – People will bet over the yardage on the quarterbacks. Uh, So we had one go over, one go under. That helped us. Uh, You know, and I was telling somebody earlier this week, you know, the biggest crowd response that we got during the game was the doink, the doink off the goalpost. You know, that was was a crowd favorite. Uh, But I think think the – the, the bet that I think we lost the most money on was under the one and a half yards on the touchdown. Under one and a half on the touchdown. Yeah. Okay, well, it's a, it's, it's a little depressing. We saw the videos. You can follow along Carl Johnson at Chick Jack Johnson on Twitter. He was posting the videos Super Bowl Sunday of the bow. Just a great book. Michael Lombardi, of course, during the college football season, this NFL season, went down to the bow. Uh, a great so spot. It, yeah. it really is. Hey. Ahead, Carl, Michael. on futures, on futures, did you get hit with it? Like, I think Cincinnati's value on futures, before we get into free agency, like right now, uh, I think Cincinnati will sign Burrow. I think they'll still have money to make moves. They're a young team. Their future's bright. They, they dominated Buffalo in a playoff game. They had Kansas City on the ropes two years in a row uh, in Kansas City. We've never made Mahomes play a road game. So on a futures bet, do you, are you getting any action on them? Uh, we are, Michael. They, uh, you know, and look, that's so that's one of the teams for us that they're just going to bet, you know, uh, uh, ungodly amounts. It's it's sort of like how uh, TG is with uh, Philadelphia. Uh, you know, you just uh, you just get inundated with that money. So uh, it's just because of Burrow. Obviously, yeah, Burrow's not going nowhere. He's going to be there. They are betting him. It's the I think it's the highest ticket count that we have, the most money, and it'll continue like that. And the thing that we was talking about this the other day, the thing that helps us on the futures market, you know, when it came down to Super Bowl Sunday, we was in such a good position because what happens is, you know, after, say, like week eight, week nine, you start making, you know, when some of those other teams like Cincinnati started getting on a run, uh, Dallas was playing well, you know, Buffalo was, was pretty consistent all year. So, what happened is towards the end of the year, you start getting six, seven teams 
that are playing really good football, you can adjust those futures odds to where you attract money into that pool, and then you get yourself into a game day Sunday Super Bowl where you know you're going to have a good outcome on the futures regardless. You know you're going to have your your best outcome, but uh, that's how it works. And I mean, uh, you know, and that's what we kind of uh, look forward to every year is these other teams getting seven, eight teams playing well, and we can have, we can have a good futures pool. Well, the book don't sleep, Carl Johnson, and so we turn the page, of course, a ton of basketball. You've got, what, 140-plus games today, college hoops, NBA as well. You've got NHL action. I, I wonder down at the bow, how, how is the action on college hoops? Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, Patrick, uh, it's going to be good, but it hadn't ramped up yet. I mean, uh, you know, I think uh, they're still in uh, Super Bowl hangover. Uh, I think we'll start seeing this stuff ramp up here uh, pretty soon. Uh, typically, it takes about a week or two after Super Bowl uh, before we get our crowds back. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm looking at this college basketball. I'm, I'm a little bit far behind, a little, little bit behind on it. But I, I was looking at you know what the top 20 consists of here, and I'm I'm wondering what the hell happened to the ACC. I mean, uh, and the SEC. You know, you got uh, you know, ACC's got one team in the top 20, huh? The Big 12 is by far and away the best conference. The Big 10 is down. The ACC is down. The SEC is down. You're 100% right. Now, let's focus on what we just mentioned. That's the Big 12. Baylor at Kansas. So this is an interesting 9-5 matchup. Lawrence, you know, self doesn't lose there at Fog Allen. He's 292 and 16 overall. And it's a short number today, wow. frankly. I think he's laying, what, five and a half hosting Baylor today, to, uh, our buddy Jick Jack? Yeah, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're five and a half and one forty-eight and a half. Uh, you know, Kansas pretty consistent. I think they're twenty-one and five on a year, uh, and then Baylor at twenty and six uh, should be a good game. Uh, I, you know, I think that number is a little short here. Yeah, but he lost by six in in Waco when they played back in uh, what they played back in uh, Jan late January. So, you know, I, I mean. Look, the, the one thing is what Self's got going for him, he's got that Fog Allen court, and he's got the fact that Baylor beat him once. And if Baylor's defense can't match or play well on the road, the one thing about college basketball for me is you know, it's like pro football. Your defense has to be able to win on the road. And I think that's where Baylor could get in trouble here today. Yeah, I, I agree, Michael. You know, and I, I noticed something, too. On It seems like on Saturdays, you know, if you uh, – if you're not taking the points on Saturdays, uh, I think you fall behind. I think Saturdays is a good good day to look at the underdogs. I know one team that's going to be in a bad mood. That's Alabama. So they went to a short-manned Tennessee team there, Rocky Top, and lost as soon as they became the number one ranked team in the country. So they're going to turn around and head home. Here comes Georgia. Georgia not projected to make the tournament. It's a Good basketball team. It's not great. They just beat LSU. They beat Kentucky, two teams in the SEC that are also down. Uh, but Bama is going to lay a price here. They're up to 19 at a few shops. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, ranked number one in the country. I think Ken Palm has them at number two, uh, 22 and four in a year. They're 12 and 0. They're undefeated at home, uh, 12 and 1 in the conference. Uh, right now, we're at uh, 18 and 152 and a half. Now, you know, I know Georgia's struggling. They're, I think, 16 and 10 on the year. But, you know, typically uh, in, in these SEC basketball games and football, really, 
you know, this is to me, this is a big number in this game. You know, I think Alabama wins this game easily, but, you know, I'm not sure that I could lay the 18 here. If I was looking at a bet, I think I got to take those points here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you sit there, it's a, it's remarkable when you look at the Southeast Conference and you see Kentucky, you see Alabama and A and M as one of the two the two teams that seem to have the highest ranking of all, and then you see, you know, in terms of the win percentage, and Kentucky at seventeen and nine, like whatever happened to Kentucky basketball? Like this is unheard of, and Calipari's been the one and done program before, and so. It's kind of interesting how the NIL now flavored into this has really made it even harder for the, the powerhouse teams. Well, it's funny I, you, you say what? that. Go ahead, that, Tom. That, Go ahead, That's Jack. a great point. That, that's a great point, Michael. And I, I was, you know, looking at this stuff yesterday. It does look like the nil has affected, you know, some of these upper echelon schools that we're used to seeing in this basketball. Uh, and it looks like it's affected them more so than it has the football programs. I mean, LSU, South Carolina, I mean, this guy's got, you know, South Carolina's one and nine in their last 10, and LSU's lost 10 in a row. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know what's happened to some of these teams, but you're exactly right, and I think that does factor into it. Yep, and Kentucky's on the bubble. What's interesting is Tennessee's at Kentucky today. Tennessee lost at home earlier this year in January to Kentucky. They closed as a 12-point favorite in that game and lost by seven, so they're going to try to avenge that loss today at Kentucky. Jick Jack, yep. enjoy your day. Get into that Thank college you, hoops Jack. and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you very much. Thank you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.